everybody, and welcome to Save Your Sorry, the podcast where we discuss the rise and fall of your favorite or rather least favorite celebrities. And today is our bonus episode, which we will be discussing a book of our choosing. And this time it was Jose's pick. So what book are we talking about today? I picked the book Page Boy by Elliot Page. All right. All right. You ready to get into it? Yes, I found it to be such an interesting read. Just a little warning. The stories be filled with spoilers. So if you don't want spoilers, you shouldn't be here. Yes. Before this book, I didn't really know much about Elliot. I love some of their movies, but I didn't keep track or hear a lot of the personal details about them. What about you? Same, same. I was a fan of them for, you know, some of the more introducing roles. I haven't really kept up in the later years, but yeah, definitely like opened up a like a bigger part of the knowledge about Elliot that I was not aware of at all. Yeah, and I think now we know that we've read this book, there's probably a reason that we didn't know a lot of their personal life, and it's because they were closeted for some of their career. I mean, I would say most of it. Yeah, and this book got on my nerves at some points. And it's just a choice that some memoirs do. But when it's not in chronological order, I can't stand that. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So I was, I had contemplated choosing Page Boy at one point, like literally when it first came out. And I was jealous listening to it, like, oh, Jose gets to cover this. But then that non-chronological thing was kicking in. And I was like, oh, shit. How is he going to do this one? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I'm kind of putting it in chronological order. Okay. And so it's not the way it comes up in the chapters, but just for my sake, just it's how I prefer it. It's my podcast. It's our podcast. So (laughs) that's how I'm going to do it. That is true. This is is run over here by us. Yeah. And it's just a personal choice. Like if you like memoirs that are out of chronological order, that's all fine and dandy. Did you read this book or did you audio listen or a little of both? So you know me, I am addicted now. So um, I definitely listened to the audiobook. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I found little, it very enjoyable. I did a little of both. The only thing I can say about the audio version is I think he talks kind of slow because I had it on two times speed and I was still like, this is a little slow. You're lying. <laughs> That's how You're I felt. Lying. You had it on two times speed and you said this was slow because yeah. I had it on 1.1 and then 1.2 sometimes. And I was like, okay, we got to back up sometimes. Oh, well, I guess you get used to it more because I do listen to a lot of things like faster speed. You're not the only one who has told me that recently. And I'm like, how the fuck do y'all be doing that? Yeah. Like I, you can still take in all the information. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I think it's just you have to like build up that speed. Apparently, I'm a little <laughs> bitch. Okay, say no more. And I also find it interesting that Elliot is one of the first A-list actors that I can think of that we were introduced before they transitioned. We met him in roles such as Hard Candy, Juno, Inception, and the X-Men movies. Yeah. And to me, this is a book about Elliot's life, but a huge theme in it was their queer journey. Mm-hmm. And from going to not understanding why they weren't born a boy to trying to hide it to being a lesbian and then finally coming to terms of being trans. So it's, it's a journey. Oh yeah, definitely. One that I think like he handled it for, for what all he had to deal with, like from beginning to end, 
he survived. He handled it with grace. And it's very enlightening, especially in the climate we're in right now, how people are like, well, how do trans kids know? How do, you know, all that kind of talk. I think yeah. if they would put aside their already drawn conclusions and read this book, it could, like, to me, it enlightened me a lot about things that I did. I would never know how, like, he felt that way growing up, how young he was. Exactly. That's what I was, that's, especially after what we had talked about, like, on Friday, Saturday, like, mm. listening to this book and listening to Elliot's journey and all the things that not only he had to come to terms with, but the people, like, around him. It, I was like, this is the, this is a timely book. Like, this is a timely as hell book. Yes, it is. Everybody should be reading this book, not only just to like, yeah, know more about Elliot, but to kind of peer through a trans person's eyes and their experience and what they feel and what they went through. It's it's eye opening for sure. Yes. So let's get into it. The book opens up about Elliot in the Juno era of his life. While this should be a major life moment and high for Elliot, it's filled with a lot of shame and hiding the fact that they were a lesbian. Mm -hmm. He's dating a woman named Paula, going to a gay bar, but he's afraid of being outed. His manager is telling him if he comes out, it could ruin his career. Juno came out in 2007. It's kind of hard to imagine how homophobic the world was back then. Yeah. I'm not saying there's not closeted people in Hollywood now, but I think back then it was a lot harder and it was not even that long ago. Yeah, this was still like people who were coming out as straight gay were still like not doing it until they were well, well into their career or they were like in the down the downturn of their career. It didn't matter. They just wanted to come out and be themselves. They weren't as relevant as they used to be. Yes. And the fear of Elliot being outed as a lesbian is very consuming of his life. They are controlling what he wears. So, you know, he's wearing more feminine clothing, how his hair is. And Elliot even says throughout the book, he has a queer walk, like it's a dead giveaway that he tries to work on. Yeah. <laughs> and when asked if Elliot watches Xena Warrior Princess, a publicist at the time responds with, no, I'm not a lesbian. Which is, I mean, calms out. <laughs> which that answer right there that published this should have been fired if you're not trying to be outed as a lesbian and that was the worst possible response ever honestly yes and also why are you shading lucy lawless like that, <laughs> that that's, she, she, she won I, I think it was for a lot of people an awakening for them <laughs> so maybe that's i know why. <laughs> and that is what a lot of like i i i've known a lot of lesbians to say that they love Xena as a child. So that is funny. And it's not, and the thing is just because a whole bunch of queer people like one thing does not mean that it's like a gay thing, even <laughs> though, because Xena did not take it there. They should have, but they didn't. Side yeah. So people are asking, is Elliot gay? Are they a lesbian? Elliot even makes a tabloid cover and it's titled, is Ellen Page gay? These speculations and hiding are causing Elliot to have severe anxiety and panic attacks. Paula, Elliot's girlfriend at the time, is hiding stacks of magazines at a time. One, to protect Elliot's truth from coming out. And two, because Paula herself isn't out yet. Yeah. And to make matters worse, the tabloid is filled with personal photos of Elliot. Some with Paula, but he's with a group of friends. And the only way the tabloids would have been able to get these photos to be made public is if one of their friends sold it to the magazine. 
Yeah, when he said that, I said, oh, it do make sense. But damn, that's got a sting. Like the yeah. same people who who know you and who are supposed to have your back and protect you are like, as soon as you turn around, I'm about to sell this shit. Uh, I was, yeah. Especially, see, he said he never found out who it was, which, mm-hmm. I mean, it is a fucking stun bad thing to do. And he was among friends. And the only thing I could maybe give a defense to this person is they didn't know it was like trying to out him kind of story. Look at you trying to give... Trying to give a horrible person <laughs> a benefit of the doubt. That is terrible. Because why would still, you have to secretly give them these pictures and not uh, tell Elliot at all? Yeah, it's still horrible to sell photos, private photos. But I don't know. Maybe it wasn't as horrible. It was terrible. They never identified themselves to Elliot. Elliot never knew who in their friend group betrayed them and had to look over their shoulder forever. Or assume yeah. that this was somebody like that didn't stay in their life afterwards, but they could have. They they could still be in his life. Yeah, that's fucking ter- that's kind of terrifying, especially when you're already dealing with this whole anxiousness over just being who you want to be, being your authentic self, being comfortable in your skin, and being comfortable around the girlfriend that you have. You don't even know how to move after that because, like, what if you do something and someone exposes you? Yep, every little move that you do you question yourself as how do how does this look from the outside so elliot flashes back to when he is four and this is the first time he starts to wonder why they're not a boy and if maybe they could possibly turn into a boy and when he asks his mom she just tells him no he's a girl at six elliot wants boy toys and at 10 he's able to cut his hair short and this was like a peak in Elliot's life because he was viewed as a boy by strangers. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Yeah. And when he opens the door for someone, they would respond with, thanks, bud, which makes Elliot happy since bud is usually a term used on little boys, not girls. And Elliot would also prefer to play by himself. He called it private play. He felt when he was around others, they would see him as a girl. And that's not how he saw himself. So he was most happy when he could be playing by himself. And someone was not viewing him as different. Yeah. At an early age, Elliot was already kind of learning how to protect himself. Sadly, that's just to isolate himself. Young Elliot does try to date guys, even though he doesn't like it. And even is out kissing a boy and some teenagers see them and they think they're two two guys. So they call them the F slur and Elliot tries to tell them they're not a gay couple, but the teenagers don't care. And they chase Elliot and his little boyfriend until they arrive at Elliot's babysitter's house where she tells the teenagers to go away. You can't have it either way. <laughs> like they were mad because they thought they looked at Elliot and the guy and they thought it was two boys. And then when Elliot's like, no, I'm a girl. Yeah. Just asshole bullies. Yeah. And his mom is supportive of Elliot, but at the same time, she feels it's just a phase. She thinks Elliot is just a tomboy and will soon become more feminine once he grows older. Yeah. I have choice words for that other piece of shit well, in that- Elliot's life, but Elliot's mom just gives off the waves of, at least for a good part of the the book and the journey, what is that word? What is the fucking, don't ask, don't tell. Mm. Like, like, she gives that type of energy off. Like, if we don't talk about it, it doesn't exist. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to know about it. And then, slowly, we learn, you know, stuff changes. But at this point, that's what I was getting from Elliot's mother. Yeah, there is a circle of 
pushback. Okay, she accepts a little pushback. Okay, she accepts it. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I do think she supports Elliot. Yeah, at least that. Yeah. His father, on the other hand, is not as accepting, letting his cunt wife named Linda tease Elliot. Say that! Say that! <laughs> Fuck Linda all day, every day, uh, twice on that day, and yesterday with the last day. Ugh. Linda pissed me off so much. <laughs> Linda book. pissed me off, but also the, 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 I was about to say the mother. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But the father was, he made, I was incensed. Because this this starts he he's the leader he he is the one who sets the tone well bitch ass motherfucker <laughs> but, yeah uh, Linda was the worst I'm sorry I'll 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 try to spread out my opinions of nastiness about them throughout <laughs> <laughs> so she's teasing Elliot and usually having her son who is three years older than Elliot join in on the teasing and it's teasing about everything Elliot does he feels it's pretty much Linda saying. Why aren't you like them? Them being her two kids who are what is perceived as normal and popular. And I, Elliot, I also think Linda, period, didn't want to accept a third child. No. Like, she hated the fact that her new husband came with a child, period. She gave off that type of stepmom energy. And I don't even feel like Elliot really went into a lot of detail of, my, of how much of a cunt she was. I know he was like trying to save her face honestly yeah elliot's father dennis that piece of shit is more warm and friendly with elliot when they are alone but it seems once he's around his wife he grows distant and allows the constant teasing sometimes even joining in. never apologizing always saying it's we're just we're just making fun it's it's just a joke yeah there is teasing and then there is bullying disguised as teasing Mm-hmm. He's very manipulative, too, because you're the goddamn parent. So when Elliot is 11, John Dunsworth, an actor and casting director for a show called Pit Pony, comes to Elliot's school looking for a child actor. And they had Elliot act like they were lost in a forest. And Elliot gives a very animated performance of looking around like he's lost. And they tell him to tone it down a little and just show the emotion on his face. Elliot doesn't know what he did, but he got the part. Mm Mm-hmm. And he starts to grow out his hair so he doesn't have to wear wigs for the role. And it's and he's starting to look more feminine. Elliot hates what he sees in the mirror. He hates the tight clothes he has to wear. He hates just everything about his reflection. And it's usually followed with him hitting himself on the head with a brush because he just can't stand what he sees. Around this time, he does get the attention of some creep online. Oh, At- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At first, the messages are pretty normal conversations. Well... I don't want to say normal because this man was in his 20s talking to an 11 year old. Yeah. But, but the man... they weren't as predatory yet. Yes. They are just talking about how lonely they are and issues they're having, which you shouldn't really be talking to a child about that. But more grooming questions. <laughs> yeah. It's the grooming phase and not so much the later phase. Uh-huh. And the man had saw Elliot on pit pony and he becomes obsessed and he's talking more and more about wanting to meet up with elliot which scares him so elliot would not message back so often and try to keep the reply short which works for a little bit but this guy does message elliot for years and we were to back to him shortly so 
Elliot talks about when, when he was 13, he told his mom he didn't want to live with his dad anymore. And he just wanted to live with his mom. And his mom is all aboard for it. Elliot says that she seems happy with his decision, but, you know, she didn't want to push him to that decision. Then at a soccer game, Elliot's mom tells his dad what Elliot wants. And after the game, Elliot goes home with his dad. And his dad doesn't really say anything, but then breaks down and says that Elliot loves his mom more. And why doesn't he want to be around him and Linda? Pretty much guilt trips Elliot into taking his request back. I believe this is also around the time Linda starts referring to Elliot as Skidmark. And anytime Elliot leaves his room, it's like a game to Linda to point out every single thing she finds wrong with Elliot in a teasing way. The whole story broke my heart because a couple people messed up. Do you think the mom went about it the right way? Because while I think, you know, the 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 dad was flat out wrong, did the mom not violate what Elliot wanted? Like, don't say anything right now. Uh, let, we're going to keep the peace. You know, Elliot's in the soccer game sweating his ass off. And not because of the soccer. Yeah. He's speculating that his mom is letting the beans loose right before he has to spend the next two and a half weeks with him. I don't know why the mom did that. I guess she was just trying to be civil and just explain what's happening. Maybe she assumed that her ex-husband would actually act like a real parent, a real adult, but was proven vastly wrong. Yeah, and I can see the father crying. Like, that's understandable. Your child doesn't want to spend time with you. I can see that. Mm -hmm. It makes you sad, yes. But the manipulation of, oh, you love your mom more than me, and just trying to make Elliot feel bad, and what does Lita do to you? Like, (sighs) you know what she does. Like, Elliot does not enjoy being there, and to be referred to as Skidmark. By everybody in the house. Yes. As a shit stain. Like, that's what you're referring to your child as. To not have any interaction unless he is alone with his father. You're ignored or made fun of. And then the complete 180 on the on the emotional, on the emotions when you get when you get to your destination. Now you are crying, like, oh, you 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 don't want to be around me, us, you don't love me, you don't whatever. And now it's like, oh, Elliot's here. Oh, back to regular schedule programming. I, the father, Linda, obviously, you know, she pisses me off so much, but he does too, just because why are you letting her do that to your child? It yeah. just does, like, do you He's find it funny? Or are you afraid of your wife? Like, what's going on? Are you honestly such a tragic piece of shit that you are dependent on this marriage working to the point where you are so afraid to speak out? in defense of your your child that you just rather have your child like literally have the worst memories of you the worst image of you the worst childhood adolescence like that man did not care about anything regarding his child like literally put himself first mm-hmm. and then had the nerve to buck against Elliot's like view of things multiple times throughout Elliot's life. Yes. Oh, she's just joking around. I wanted to come through the phone on them on the parent slash step parent 
Dennis and Linda. <laughs> Fuck them forever. They were the worst. And Elliot was still so like restrained and, and graceful in their depiction. Just what you see of Elliot growing up, if you've seen him when he was younger, he was very meek. You can tell he's a very meek person. I think now he's more confident. Because he's like the person that he wants to be in the body he he wants to be in. Exactly. But back then, you know, he he wasn't sticking up for himself. He was just taking it. And Mm -hmm. it's just horrible because you're picking on the weakest person in your household, pretty much. And the youngest. Yeah. So around this time, Elliot is questioning, maybe he's sexual. And during the soccer trip, he dorms with this girl named Fiona. And he tells her he might be bi. And Fiona just laughs it off saying, no, you're not. And the next day, some of Fiona's friends are calling Elliot a slur for lesbian. <sighs> and Elliot is also being bullied in school, being shoved into the men's room because people are calling him a lesbian. At 16 years old, Elliot overhears his grandmother ask his father, what is he going to do if Elliot is gay? And this was the last visit Elliot had with his grandmother before she died, which is a horrible last memory. And <laughs> it puts more fear into Elliot of coming out. And Elliot wonders what his grandma would think about him today now that he has transitioned. So, oh, sit- sorry, which 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 uh, side of the family was his grandmother on again? I forgot. I'm pretty sure it's his dad. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Birds of a feather flock together. Yeah. When Elliot is 16 years old, the online guy comes back again and saying he wants to meet Elliot in person. And he's sending him links of missing kids. Yeah. I don't know what the purpose of that was. Was it to scare Elliot or was it saying we can make you disappear and run away together? What do you think about that? The whole missing kids aspect. Um, I think there was more of a threat. Yeah, because it doesn't make any sense that he wasn't getting what he wanted from Elliot. He wasn't getting the response that he wanted anymore because, you know, Elliot had decided to move on and leave that alone because, you know, he realized, oh, this shit is this shit's for real, not for play. And this man is crazy. But him sending missing kid flyers and posters makes it seem like. Oh, you ain't going to talk to me? You see this child? You see this? You see how easily a child can end up missing? That might be you. Yeah, that's what I took of it, too. But he's also photoshopping Elliot and him together Mm -hmm. with the guy having angel wings and writing, I'm going to come on you in a clouds of heaven. Yeah, that was some weird shit. Yeah. Then he starts emailing people Elliot has worked with and friends saying he was going to be in town and wanted to surprise Elliot with a visit. You know, some people reach out to Elliot like, hey, do you know this person? And Elliot starts emailing people saying, please don't respond to this guy. And at this point, he realizes he's way over his head and very much at risk of being abducted by this guy. Yeah, because it seems like this this man has eyes on him. Yeah, because it's like work maybe he saw them in a movie or something together but then it's like personal emails to friends too so it's like oh by the way that is the move if somebody contacts you about somebody else giving them their information their number any of that you contact the person and be like well let me make sure or let me like don't ever give somebody's information out 
unwarranted. Like that is crazy to me. So I, I'm so glad that Elliot had people around him that was like, let me check and see what this is about. Let me tell Elliot that this crazy person or this person might be looking for him. At this time that he's actively working in Hollywood and becoming a rising star. Mm-hmm. And, and, and being 16, it's so easy for people to be like, oh yeah, here's here's his information. Here's his number. Here's where he stays. Which may, honestly, honestly, now that I'm just saying that out loud, could be the case of one person actually letting it slip just because how did that guy get eyes on Elliot that quick and that close? Somebody might have slipped up, but a lot of people, it seemed like, had had his back and, and told him about it. Someone definitely had to slip up. Because I was just thinking, how did he know where he was? I know Elliot had told him one time he was moving to Toronto. Yeah, but not specific details. Yeah. Elliot confides in someone, and they go to the police to get a restraining order. And when Elliot calls his dad, his dad responds with, I'm going to come to Toronto and kick your ass. Which Elliot says he still carries with him to this day. When he, when he needed his dad to help him, his dad threatened him with physical violence. So, how do you feel about this response by his father? I'm going to be honest. When I first read this and how much it bothered Elliot, I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I took a step back from my Jose perspective. Yeah, yeah. And I think my radar on what is appropriate between parent and child is off. Since I can definitely see my parents replying this way when I was a child. Yeah. And not to shit talk my parents, but I just need a little calibration on how parents should respond (laughs) i I can i can see elliot needed that comfort but it was not provided to him Mm -hmm. but what's your opinion on how this dad responded so yeah (laughs) i'm definitely of two two minds of definitely growing up in a house where my mom would say a phrase like that but this is where i will be honest and my second mind comes into play my mother knowing when I'm in a vulnerable moment and I don't, I'm not trying to give my mom too much credit, but I also don't want to sell her short. My mother knows her children. Like, you know how, when somebody be like, you're, you're not feeling good. Or you're not feeling it. Or I could tell it on your face. My mother says that. And in the moment, if I'm irritated, I won't acknowledge it. But 99% of the time when she's saying that, she's right on the money. She she knows her children. She knows their emotions and stuff like that. So if I would have came to my mother in an emotional moment and I'm away from home, whether it be college, a family trip, whatever, um, she would have not responded with that phrase. She would have responded that phrase after I like, like fucked up her makeup or I didn't clean up the whatever I was supposed to do, but she would, which that does kind of sound crazy, Loki, but (laughs) I I came from a whooping family. We got whooping. So that's just what it is. But this is a serious moment where Elliot's life was potentially in danger. Yes. And so you take that like, and then you have to take Elliot's story. Elliot is in this journey of hiding who he is for a very long time and not even being vulnerable with his parents for a, well, he, he eventually is vulnerable with his mother, but he is never vulnerable with his father. So finally he's breaking down. He's in this moment of need. He calls his father and says, what's happening says, I need your help. 
And that's the first thing. Not even I can get it if it's the second or third, but that's the first thing out your mouth to me. I can't yeah. be vulnerable. You, I can't trust you. I don't know who you are and you're not acting like a real father towards me. It just seems like next time when he needs help, he's not going to reach out to his father. Definitely that too. It's definitely one of those par- pattern marking things. It's official. I won't come to you. <laughs> Which I honestly, after I read that chapter, I put down my Kindle and I said, let me think this through. And <laughs> I came to your conclusion too. Yeah, but yeah, I definitely understand where in the houses we grew up. Yeah, I, I'm gonna kick your ass. Like <laughs> it's very flippant for us, but in that moment to Elliot, it meant something totally different. Not shit. No, never mind. What was? <laughs> what were you about to say? Because I feel like it's something I've been thinking about. I feel like my mom would still do that to me. Oh really? <laughs> Damn. It it would not be comfort. It would just be straight threats. Well, sometimes our mothers are a little thorny. So, Elliot got a restraining order, but his stalker does end up ambushing him on the street. He tries to get Elliot to go with him, but Elliot just screams, you're not supposed to be here, over and over. And the man does end up walking off and does later get arrested. That leads him to get mental help. It's like a double-edged sword. (laughs) Like, great, you got help. Fucked up, it's at my expense. (laughs) He was very... Nice about how he wrote that chapter, though. That's what I, that is the underlying thing. Elliot goes through and 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 some things Elliot brought on himself, which he acknowledges some of that, but a lot of things Elliot went through via other people putting their shit on him. But he is very like kind to these quote unquote monsters. If you tell, if you ask me, yeah, <laughs> he does not stoop low at all that whole you know they go low we go high that's elliot elliot is michelle obama slogan personified (laughs) (laughs) that is true at this time elliot tries self-harm and partying kind of as a way to make himself feel better but he really settles on not eating as a way to cope with everything and it's something he can do to control how i guess just control it and it also controls how his body's changing so he doesn't really mm-hmm. develop breast. Yep. The natural progression of a biological female's body is kind of stunted when you don't give it the nutrients and vitamins it's supposed to have. Yeah. Also, he asks his parents to no longer show up when he's acting because it was hard for him to act in front of his parents. And without the parents on the set, the predators, they sharpen their knives. Mm-hmm. They see a limping gazelle. And he briefly talks about a director grooming him and telling him, you have to make the first move I can't when Ugh. they're up to dinner together. And another crew member who also groomed him and flirted, placed his hand on his leg under a table. Elliot doesn't really say how these things turned out. What we do know is Elliot is very meek. And he has briefly mentioned that he doesn't really say no to people. So I I don't know if it turned out horribly. He doesn't like really say in the book. I mean, I would assume that they didn't turn out well. Yeah. At least on Elliot's perspective. Because a lot of things Elliot was just doing. But, you know, we would definitely, I mean, I still would 
call it rape, sexual assault, sexual abuse, all that stuff, because you didn't say no, but you didn't say yes either. Yeah, that's a lot of how Elliot goes through life, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And I think these people know that because the thing is, is that there is a difference between not saying no and not saying yes. But Elliot is literally describing himself not saying no because he can't say anything. He's He's, like a deer in headlights. He's frozen. He's in shock. He doesn't know what to do. So he does nothing. And these people, multiple people, mind you, throughout his life, take that as a signal of go. And um, at least they didn't say no. And they, they keep abusing him, essentially. And he also talks about having a flame with a crew member who was a female. It was after Elliot turned 18, so he's no longer a minor. But the way Elliot writes about it, it reads to me they felt like they were taken advantage of. Did you get it, the same it was feeling definitely, on that? Yeah, I didn't view it as a fling. I definitely felt it was more of a sexual abusive relationship that, yeah. you know, Elliot couldn't find his way out of because of all the stuff that he had been through and him not getting the help that he he needed. And and that crew member, that whoever that crew, was it a crew member? Who was it? I don't know. Whoever I think that, that one was just a crew member, yeah. That that whoever that woman was was just being a sick individual and, and know and knew, as we find out later, knew that they were sick and tried to um backpedal it and be like, Oh, we're good, right? Yeah, right, right. They met I don't know how much long later on a different set when they were filling in for someone. Mm-hmm. And they said, we had fun, didn't we? Something along those lines. It's like, are you saying that because you actually think you had fun? Or are you trying to make Elliot think you guys had fun? Not because you're trying to confirm that you had fun, but I felt like it's like, Elliot, don't say nothing. You can't. If you agree that we had fun, you can't say otherwise later. Uh, I'm painting mm. you into this corner because... I might tell other people we had a relationship and they're going to confirm with you and it's going to be copacetic. That's what I felt. Especially yeah. with them doing that on a new project. Yeah. So. I agree. So fast forward a little bit. They talked about some of their roles they had in Hollywood. I forget what the movie was called, but they were in a movie pretty much. They were asked, are you mad that your character's not lesbian because Elliot didn't want to wear a skirt and it's like oh yeah the flatliners flatliners oh another one pissed me off yeah it's like are you mad that your character's not lesbian because you have to wear a skirt and Elliot's like that does not make you a lesbian just because I don't want to wear a skirt and then trying to make Elliot dress more feminine and even talking about hair extensions they're like oh you're you would look better with hair extensions and Elliot's hair was not that short at that time. Like it was a little below the shoulders. Yeah, I would say like the the the, the bob that uh, he was rocking for a while. Yeah, but also it's like you paid for Elliot Page. You casted Elliot Page. Why are you surprised that Elliot Page is doing Elliot Page things? And yeah. also, Elliot made a good point. I don't know why I said <laughs> that man's name so many times, in <laughs> but he made a great point. This is a medical student. This takes this takes place over a what a couple days or a few days. He said, "Why why does his character have to wear a, a heel, a dress, a this, a that, 
especially when Elliot was like, I'm conceding on wearing more feminine clothes, more fancier blouses, but they want to push me. And it's like, if that's what you wanted, why did you pay? Why'd you pay? Get somebody else to do it. Honestly, literally, that's what you can do. That is true. Yeah, it's like, let's, let's, let's grind him into the ground. Let's turn him into something that he's not. Let's embarrass him. So, yeah, some brawls out of there came out. Juno, Inception, American Crime Story, I think it's called. Yeah, that's a fucked up movie. I've seen yeah, that. It is. And so now Elliot's around 26. He's dating a woman he refers to as Ryan. And they are What's dating. Ryan, too? <laughs> but ryan is also closeted and came up with the genius idea of we should date men so we're not discovered and elliot doesn't want to but says if you want to you should Mm -hmm. and then while elliot is at a party he sees ryan and ryan is there with her date and elliot has to act like nothing's wrong but then decides to act like they have food poisoning so he can leave and he has his head down, and Brian's date comes over and offers Elliot some coconut water to help him feel better. It was a nice gesture, but Elliot wants to throw it at the guy. But, you know, the date doesn't know the history there. Mm-hmm. Ain't that a bitch? Like, <laughs> like you, you, somebody's being kind, but this person don't know their role in your story. So you like, like you want to hate the, them exactly because of all the people to, to be nice and bring me coconut water it's your fucking ass <laughs> i don't even know you bro like mm-hmm. step off so they do break up and elliot with the help of therapy decides to come out as lesbian and freshly out of the closet elliot describes being at another party and an a-list actor is telling elliot and this is a direct quote I'm going to fuck you to make you realize you aren't gay. I'm going to lick your asshole. It's going to taste like lime. You're not gay. And just going on and on how they're going to fuck Elliot. So much so that other people are trying to tell this A-list actor to calm down, you know, be cool, like stop all the comments. But Mr. A-list actor is described as one of the most famous actors then and now. So people don't really get too involved. And he keeps going. Who is it, Elliot? Just tell me who. Tell me who, and I got you. I got you. Uh, I know you can't always spill. I know you got to keep some shit. I know you can't just, I know you have healed, so you don't want to dig into the dirt, but let's get dirty. Who the fuck was this man? I need to know. He doesn't say who it was. I looked online for guesses because I'm like, Ah, (laughs) I wanted to, too. That's funny. (laughs) And there is no concrete evidence of who it could be. Just theories, which A-lister is creepy that could have been around Elliot at that time. But honestly, we don't know. Oh, I hated it so much because it was like then and now. So this person has been famous for a very long time. Cause I mean, if you were already big, then you, you had to work your way up. And then the, the, the shittiness of the people around Elliot, the A-list crowd. So obviously this was a really powerful person that these people became bitches in front of because what, what the fuck is, oh man, stop, leave him alone. What, what the fuck is that? If somebody is continuously 
not only threatening you, crowding you, but saying like these predatory, disgusting ass sexual things. And nobody is honestly interrupting, separating or putting this person out. It's like, Jesus Christ, have some backbone, have some morals, have some values, have something about yourself. But it's Hollywood and everything is about secrecy, hiding and covering for your brother or your sister and just being dickheads, I guess. Yeah, there's definitely a an order in Hollywood, like a pecking order of who's on top, who can get away with things. Yeah, that's how I know I wouldn't be successful in Hollywood because I would feel a need to not like censor myself because people would try to censor me so hard or be myself because people would just have a problem with me anyway. But, and there's that fear not to excuse those other people, but of being blackballed. Yeah, like, oh, we want to give the the the, the role to blah, but you know, they intervened in that party and blah, blah, blah. we want this person in the movie so we can't put them together. It's yeah, it's seedy. Mm-hmm. Gender has always been a huge issue with Elliot. It was hard enough coming to terms that they were attracted to women. But now this is something else they have to face. He says every time gender is brought up in therapy, he would just start crying and sometimes would ask friends, do you think I'm trans? But he would just shove those feelings down. And he would also get married around this time. Um, he's around 30, 30 years old. And he, you know, just goes with the marriage. It's just shoving these feelings of being trans down. Yeah. Causing Elliot not to be the best spouse because of the stuff that he is not He's refusing to kind of identify. Yeah. Like, he knows how he feels, but he doesn't want it to be true, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at this time, Elliot tries to approach his father on the treatment he received as a child by Linda and why his dad was just okay with it. His father tries to say he tried to stand up for Elliot and that 90% of the arguments between him and Linda, Linda were about Elliot. And this causes Linda to write a letter to Elliot, but it wasn't an apology, more of an explanation and why, as a child, Elliot calls the hostility. And, and Elliot said it right there. I was a child. Yeah. There was no reason. And his father's like, you should forgive her. We just need to move on. So at first, Elliot goes along with this and tries to forgive and says he forgives them, but he doesn't. And he decides... It's better to go no contact with his father. Yeah, and fuck him. He said at first this caused emails sent back and forth that were unpleasant. Elliot offering to do family therapy over Zoom. The father refuses at first, but then agrees. But Elliot feels like they're talking in circles. Yeah, because the thing is, is, therapy and mediation is about like coming to a resolution, but also like talking things out, breaking it down to the bare bones, as well as taking accountability for the role that you had or could have had or did, all that stuff. And it's like, Dennis refuses to think he did anything wrong when he is literally, I think, one of the biggest reasons why Elliot took so long to become Elliot. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that it's therapy only works if you know, you're doing the work. And obviously his father's too busy making excuses to actually do the work. Mm -hmm. I agree 100%. So maybe it was because his father's not in his life, but Elliot does decide to finally transition. And he wonders what his father would think of his son, but they're no longer in contact. And in fact, 
his father liked a Jordan Peterson video. Mm-hmm. I saw that video before reading this book. It's disgusting. So to see Elliot's father would publicly like a video of Jordan Peterson just attacking Elliot. Could not shame on him. Yeah. Could not. I don't know if I could ever move on from a parent pretty much attack, like agreeing with my attacker online. And what Jordan Peterson did is so much worse talking about pride is a sin and such foolishness. And just it's it's ridiculous, you know, transphobic babble that goes out there. And it's just it's so hateful and just unprovoked. Yeah, they're fucking terrible people. Oh, the whole whole lot of them, honestly. And, and growing up the way that Elliot grew up, it's of course they would fall on that side of the line as they grew older. I, I just I, it, when Elliot said that, you know, because I remember the whole Jordan Peterson uh, debacle uh, involving Elliot. I don't remember him coming back to Twitter, but I remember him getting suspended in what he said. So when Elliot goes over that in the book and says like. When Jordan got to come back, he did that, you know, the dumbass video and the cancel, whatever in that. We'll see who cancels who. Yeah. And Elliot's father liked it. And Elliot knows that. I was, I couldn't, I was, that was the fifth time I wanted to reach through the goddamn phone and choke Dennis. I was, I was so, the thing is, is like, and, and this is only one of many stories of parents openly hating their trans children but i just couldn't believe like on such a public stage the audacity yes. when you can't even like I, I don't i can't even i can't even comprehend how i want to feel and what i want to say but I, I just couldn't stand it i just couldn't stand dennis as a whole throughout the whole story he was terrible and it's people like dennis that there's there's so many Dennis's basically, especially nowadays. These people who are like their children just want to be heard. Their children just want to be loved. They just want to be. They just want attention, and they, and and the parents are just so self serving, and just so big headed and pig headed and stupid that they just they refuse to do anything beneficial for their child. And then when the child begins to speak up, they're wrong. You need forgiveness. It's it, it, it's all backwards. It's backwards. <laughs> I have never met a dentist I liked. I would actually agree with you. I don't know. No, <laughs> I do not know a good dentist. It, the name's tainted. And a little more context on that Jordan Peterson thing. All he had to do to be not unsuspended from Twitter what? was delete the tweet. Like. That was, that's, he was like, there wasn't a time frame on his suspension. He just had to delete the tweet and he refused to saying, you know, this woke mob is canceling me, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then when stupid Elon took over, he let him back. Yeah. Elon, the pillar of dumbassity. <laughs> the end of the book, Elliot talks about transitioning and having top surgery and the recovery from it. And even feeling guilty because he knew not everyone could afford top surgery and the time off to recover. And a kind of sad remark in this book was Elliot saying he wonders what friends were there who were okay with him coming out as lesbian. What do some of them say about him when he's not around? Yeah. Because that is, you know, it's lumped together in this LGBT and all that. But at the same time, there is a lot of people 
who are okay with someone being gay, but not someone being trans. And it's so crazy, too. But that is pretty much all I have for the book episode. Um, I love more of his dating history out of it. I mean, I'm not going to lie. You said spoilers, and there were some, but you still left like a decent amount that can be discovered through the book. Yeah. I don't want to, since you didn't say it, I don't want to say nothing, but I was like, what? Elliot was dating hell. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this, yeah. Well, you, you go into it before I go into it. He just seems so much happier now that what I see on like the photos he posts and everything. So I'm, I did enjoy this book, but should we get into the ratings? For sure. Side note, yeah, you're right. Elliot be on Instagram getting it. Go ahead, show uh-huh. it off, do your thing, and you're and and looks miles from where they used to look, just because the the clothes choice, the look on the red carpets, the awards, and then now it's like, oh, this man keep a smile on his face. Yes, he's he's finally living the life he wants to. Yeah. So. Yeah, let's get into the rating. Okay, should we go? Would we recommend it? Yeah, I think that's the easiest one. Okay, I would definitely recommend it to someone. I not even if you're a fan of Elliot Page. I just think people, especially people that are not around trans people and people that want a better understanding, I think this is a good book that can help people understand more, can help people see what a trans person goes through. And I mean, not every situation should be the same, but Elliot goes a lot into how he feels and why he wanted to be a man and why he always felt he was a man. Mm-hmm. And it's, I thought it was a great book that demonstrates that. And just, he demonstrated so well of the fear of everything, of being discovered that he likes girls. And then, what if everyone knows that his career is over to now he's trans and what if people don't like that? And just thinking like, what would his family who are no longer alive would even think like so much stuff that cisgender people do not have to think of. And I, I think it was a great book. Yeah. I as well would recommend this to any and everybody. I think this is a great, memoir if you want to know more about Elliot Page and his life and journey as being a trans man or just being a person in general and I think this is a great book for people who want to learn more about a uh, not about a person's experience who happens to be trans um it, it also illustrates um a different type of journey because Elliot not only had to deal with his family as an obstacle, but his own thoughts as an obstacle. So I think it really just, it can give you a lot of insight, a lot of knowledge, open your eyes a little bit, or you you just become just a bigger fan of Elliot, honestly, which I am. Um, Yeah, yeah, it made me a bigger fan too. Yeah. Um, Would you reread this book? Uh, Reread? No, because I only listen on Audible. <laughs> I would definitely uh, reread this book. It, it 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 was a good listen. It was a good read. I I really did enjoy this book. 
And I don't even think it's, I, I liked it so much because of Love, Pamela kind of not, kind of being a little bit of a disappointment as a memoir for me, but just by itself, it was honestly just a, a really well-written book. If I have a stick, a sticking point, it's only one thing, but it's just because it's the visual aspect it gives me. We could have, we could have took away at least two or three shit bloods. Mm. That's the only thing I did. I, I did not need the representation, the visual representation of Elliot shitting blood all the times that Elliot had to shit blood. <laughs> um, I don't know if I would read the book. I did enjoy it, but mm-hmm. a lot of it did make me feel sad. So I don't know if I would reread it. It does stir up emotions. Also, also, come on, Elliot. I heard the little freaking nasty pods. Come on, what? you about to dive into erotica? What you gonna start right in okay. Elliot? I Elliot's older than us, but just I because I've seen so many of his movies, like when he was a child, mm-hmm. that's kind of how he's always in my mind. Of he's younger, he's younger. <laughs> okay, so. damn. <laughs> Don't ruin it for me. <laughs> so when he's talking about sexual things, I'm like, how old is he? But then he pull in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I knew I was a child. I was sitting there listening at work, laughing and gritting my ass off sometimes. And people are like, what the fuck? And then when I'm getting to these fucking people being rude, nasty, and mean, I'm out loud on my cart like, these motherfuckers are stupid at and people like, are you okay? No, nah, I'm just, I'm just listening to a book. <laughs> when I read that Jordan Peterson thing, I almost had a Wendy moment. Like Wendy Williams, the deaf to all of them. That is one of my favorite Wendy memes and moments. Yeah. Uh, she and she had the, she, she said it to the right people it, <laughs> in the meme. So I mean, say what you want. I just liked how she was so shocked afterwards, like her and the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so I think we just need to give it a rating out of five stars. Out of five stars. Three. Who's going first? I'll do three point five. Ah, okay. Why? I think it was a great book. I just did not like the format of... Sometimes a chapter would start in present day, and then he would start talking about back in the day, and then sometimes he'd go off on a little tangent. Yeah. And so that always kind of threw me off. So I'm just going to go 3.5. But I still think the story, 5 out of 5. Hmm. Don't sound like it. (laughs) <laughs> the format drops a little points. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. I know he can't name names. <laughs> that, but maybe does that includes your rating? <laughs> yeah. Maybe a little hint. Oh my gosh. Not you couldn't give a four or a five because this man did not name names. <laughs> <laughs> I said 3.5. That's pretty good. That, I mean, yeah, that's solid. I, I I was gonna give it a four out of five, um, because of what you said, not the name, not the naming <laughs> names part, but because at some points it, it did, especially as we got to the middle and end of the book, I was kind of getting um 
vertigo from back and forth of the past to the present, to the meeting up in the middle, to the past, to the present, to the meeting up in the middle. Some of that was like getting away from me. So I was trying to make sure I was on the right track only because I knew that this episode, because of what we do. Now, if I'm reading this like pure enjoyment, pure, just want to read page boy, I think I would give it a five out of five, but mm-hmm. because I'm trying to follow a timeline of events and trying to like figure out my opinions based off the timeline of events, it kind of threw it off for me. But so I guess I change it. If I, in my heart, truly, if I'm just reading it, it, it's a five out of five for me. If I had to judge it off like a podcast viewing slash listen, it's a four, but I, I it's, it's a great story. Fantastic story. It is sad. But also, it's kind of triumphant, um, it, but it, it's sad in parts, but it's definitely triumphant at the end. And I think Elliot Page is very, like, noble in the writing of this. Like, definitely gave people breaks when he didn't have to. Definitely reiterates the fact that, you know, he is trying to come to terms with who he is, has come to terms with who he is, and is trying to help other people as well. Yeah. So I think it was a beautiful story. I do too. So I guess that's all that is left is our next pick, which is Oh, your no. <laughs> so I have a couple of choices, and I said I was not going to pick until I got on the mic. So let me look at my choices that I... Oh, oh. Okay, so... Oh. <laughs> I, I I have my book. I don't want to be called a cop out because you know I listen on Audible and it's a short one. <laughs> but this is somebody who I really do enjoy, who I really did enjoy, who I've always loved, and I just want to hear about their life and their stories. So my next or the next book club episode will be how y'all doing? Misadventures and mischief. From a Life Well Lived by Leslie Jordan. Oh, huh. Interesting. Wasn't expecting that. I was not. That I don't really know much about him, so Yeah, I've I've loved Leslie Jordan since I've been introduced to him via Will and Grace. And then he was in a logo show I cannot remember right now and a whole bunch of other stuff. So I've always enjoyed him, always loved him. When he went viral during the quarantine, I thought it was hilarious that everybody was starting to see him of a different generation. And I was very sad when he died. So um, finding out that he had a memoir or biography, I was I was very um, eager to listen to it, I guess. Read it, read it, listen to it. And so I thought it'd be perfect for the next episode. And only 208 pages. That is short. Yeah, so maybe we'll get this out in a timely fashion. No, don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Just edit it out and Uh get to us laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Delusional. This stuff happens, shit. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening. Tell us what you thought about Elliot Page's book, Page Boy. And grab a copy of How You Doing by Leslie Jordan and Catch us on the next book club episode. It's been wonderful. Bye. Bye.